Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. If you're watching live, it says all that right there. It's called Lower Third. Jay, I am fired up. Padres, Dodgers, and it finally feels like strength versus strength. We're going to get in the, you know, all the ways the Padres are deficient and a little bit of the ways the Dodgers are, mm-hmm. but but it finally feels like Musgrove, Paddock, Snell against Urias, Bueller, Scherzer, the Padres starting pitching is really, these three guys in particular, uh, and especially Musgrove and, and Snell, your Friday and Sunday starters, and, uh, you know, they're, they're pitching really well. And then you've got these three guys for the Dodgers. I, wow. I really am. I'm fired. I got fired up this morning. What about you? So far, so far up that we couldn't even wait till tomorrow. To yeah. do this. We, we won't, we won't throw our producer under the bus for, you know, bailing out on us or anything like that. We chose, <laughs> we chose to do this today because we could not wait to talk about. Well, not really what we saw the last couple of nights, but more what's, what's ahead. I, I guess we, we can touch on. Yeah, we can touch on what we saw against That's a part the Angels of it. And, yeah, and it's definitely part of it. But but yeah, I mean, it's a big weekend. It's it's weird. The the Padres have not have only been to L.A. once this year, and the last game they played there was that bizarre Sunday night game. And I just thought of this: they fell way behind, basically gave up on the game. It was kind of like, well, we'll just you know we, we're going to save the bullpen, and all of a sudden the offense came alive, and they got a win that you know they they didn't even expect. I'm sure let alone anyone else. That was in April, Kevin. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're, it feels so, it feels so long ago. And now, and now we're, we're up into September and the Padres are just going back to LA for the first time since then. And of course that two trips this month to, uh, to play same with San Francisco, same with San Francisco have not been, uh, have Man. not been up there in a long time and, and we'll play seven games uh, against the, against the Giants plus three more here. So, that, again, that's 13, 13 games against the Dodgers and the Giants coming up here in the final 23, uh, I believe I believe it is. And it's those actually two teams, 16. I mean, I don't want to correct your math with my math because that never goes well. But uh, it's isn't it uh, – it's six in it L.A. and seven it in San 16. Francisco and three at home. I, so. I, I knew that was – I knew that was right. It's, six, <laughs> it's 16. The only, the only other teams they play – are the Braves and the Cardinals, right? Right. On those two weekends. Amazing. And, and yeah, it's very it's very strange and and I'm not sure it's such a good thing when when I look at the standings here and the and the Giants as as we predicted are 90 and 50. You know, everybody saw that coming. We were driving that bandwagon and you know, 22 games to go for the uh for the Giants and they have a two-game lead on the Dodgers who are who are only 88 and 52. So you know, look, these are these are two really good teams that have been winning pretty much all year long, and uh, we'll see what the Padres can do. I mean, I, I don't think that it's an ideal situation to have to play two thirds of your remaining games. Did I get that right? Sixteen out of twenty-four uh, against the two best teams in the National League, and and you know, two of the three or four best teams in in all, maybe the two best teams in baseball, but certainly two of the best three or four. In uh, in the in the game this year, but that's what the Padres have. You know, they've sort of you know, they made their bed, if you will. They have a uh, they have a one game lead on the Reds, two in the loss column, uh, 
And you know, as we as we keep saying, here, this is this is what it's about. It's it's nope. we're into the stretch, and uh, we'll see we'll see if the if the Padres can can find enough to uh, get themselves to the finish line. I don't want to get in your head, but it's twenty two slash twenty three games, uh, I believe. Is that correct? Because uh, yeah, that's that's right. Because I'm, there's twenty two. My math is way off. Twenty two plus then. Two and a half innings against the Braves, Uh, and every time you write more than more than two thirds of the games (laughs) remaining. So uh, you're right; it's not ideal. It is the bed they've made. Um, But here's the positive: you've got Musgrove, you've got Paddock, and you've got Snell going. And you know what, Darvish last night, six innings, three hits, one uh, run. These are your top four. You're going to have to throw Arietta three more times, two times on this trip, I think once after that. It really couldn't be going better. And that now this might be the totality of the good news I have for you about the Padres. But yeah, but that's... but the starting pitching actually giving them a chance to win. Now, that doesn't mean anything if you're going to score in one inning because you're probably not going to get walked five times, hit another time uh, by what is now – uh, I believe the top two pitching staffs in the majors, the Giants and uh, the uh, Dodgers. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the Padres bullpen has slipped to fourth after leading the majors most of the year. You know who's number one and number three? The Giants and the Dodgers. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's it's not ideal. But I got to say that uh, recently what uh, – heck, Joe Musgrove is on pace for one of the finest seasons in Padres history. And I'll write about that uh, today because he's going to start tomorrow as they've reshuffled uh, the rotation. Uh, a one eight five ERA for Blake Snell over – what is it? His last seven starts now. Uh, Paddock right. somewhere in the mid-twos, his last four starts. Now, two of those were before he went on the IL. But, you know, quality start uh, last time. On the other side of the ledger. I was going to say, do you want me to bring up who the Dodgers are pitching yeah. uh, this weekend? So, so here's, they, this re- is the they same rearranged three. things. They rearranged yeah. things to, I mean, Urias, I think, could have pitched yesterday if they had kept him on his normal, or pitched today, I guess, uh, in in St. Louis, actually, as, as we, as we record this right now, it, the Dodgers are playing the Cardinals. Um but they instead went with Tony Gonsolin, who's also back. And I'm not sure that would have been any better for the Padres because I've, I've seen games with Gonsolin's pitch against them. But uh, Urias pitching tomorrow. His ERA is just over three. And then throwing, you know, you could say arguably the two best pitchers in the National League on Saturday and Sunday. I, I'm not sure who – I'm not sure who else would you want if you were if you were a team and you could pick two guys to pitch right now. I'm not sure I'd want anybody other than Walker Bueller and Max Scherzer and not really in that order. I think I'd want Scherzer right now as my first guy. And he's going to be, we know he's extra excited to face the Padres after what happened earlier in the season to him. He's also going to be going to join, trying to join the 3000 strikeout club, uh, which is a big, big deal for pitchers. I, he, he needs six on Sunday afternoon. So, yeah, I mean, it's, and the way the Padres are going, and I was going to bring this up. I, I thought of this last night. How much money could we have made if we could have bet yesterday after the second inning that the Padres were not going to score again? Because that was such a classic Padres game. Uh-oh. I mean, whoa. Um, yeah, very upset. Very upset. Very upset. Very upset by the offense and how it, it, it just shuts down after uh, having a big inning. And, and that's that's what happened last night. And that that was a big inning thanks mainly to the fact that they just didn't swing. Uh, most of the time. And and of all things, they got two hits from Adam Frazier, who matched his RBI total 
for his entire Padre career of 30 some 30 games or so in that one inning with uh, with two hits. But uh, again, nothing else after that. The bullpen slowly leaked and leaked and leaked, and and they ended up having to pitch Melanson in the ninth inning to uh, you know to pick up a, a, a save. And you know he does get a day off today, so it's not that big a deal. Uh, probably could have used the work if, if nothing else. But this offense has been, look, it's not been good for a while. And, you know, you can just point to the games, this these past three games. They scored three runs in the first inning on Sunday. Didn't score again, except for until Cronenworth's walk-off. Didn't score at all on Tuesday against Packy Naughton and company. And then last night scored in one inning. So you're looking at, at basically two innings, Three innings in the last in the last three games where they've scored a run, and two of like the last twenty five or something. Uh, two of the last twenty five, like and, and, yeah, and so it's. I think it's and now nine, you're going against these Dodger guys. Nine times in the last, I think, is it twenty two or twenty three games now? You know, the, the August eleventh is when they sort of started this slide, where I think they've won seven times since then. But I think nine times in there, they've scored in one or zero innings. That, that's like a mind-blowing statistic. It, right. it really is right. how, how bad it is. And what's amazing about it is the number of times that it's three runs or more. So you're like, oh, oh, this is this is this offense. Oh, great. You know, this like last night. You're thinking, oh, well, finally Ryan Weathers is going to be what the only explanation uh, that he's on this roster is to pitch in an eight-zero game in like the seventh right. inning. So, uh, but you know, he couldn't do it. So. I thought this was really interesting, Jay, just because I like stats that um, are are not really thought of as great stats. And, you know, one of my favorites is the quality start. You know, the Padres and the Dodgers offense over the course of the season, the Dodgers really offense isn't really that great. It's not that much better than the Padres, the overall numbers. What the Dodgers do is when their pitcher allows one run, the Dodgers score two. You know, when their pitcher allows two, the Dodgers score three. That's a a, a team win there. They are second in the majors with 67 quality starts. So that means at least six innings, no more than three earned runs. That's incredible. The A's have 68. The Padres have 39. Okay. That is a huge difference because you win most of those games. You win 75% of those games. This Hot Lava Padres podcast segment is brought to you by Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, located in Escondido and serving the San Diego community for over 60 years. Who has the best deals in the auto game? It's got to be Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the auto all-stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition. Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals during the Make This the Summer event today. The other is Urias leads the majors with 16 wins, okay? Um, They are facing next weekend Adam Wainwright, who has 15, the, the Cardinals. Bueller and Scherzer have 13. The win. Oh, the win is stupid. Well, you know what the win is? The win means, yeah, you got lucky a couple times, maybe. You gave up four runs and the other team scored five, like Wainwright last night. Right. It means you gave your, your team a chance to win. You were in the game long enough to get it. And last night was the second, third time all season and the first time since early July 
that for the fifth straight game, a Padres starter went five innings. That's another mind-blowing statistic. Right. It's happened right. three times, five innings. Five innings is the minimum. It's like, oh, Blake Snell's going five. How disappointing. Anyway, uh, these are the same three pitchers that uh, blanked the Padres, basically. Zero earned runs, if I'm not mistaken, right? In that August 24th to 26th, I think an unearned run against Walker Bueller. But uh, Luis uh, – or. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jose Urias. Uh, Julio. Julio. That was terrible. <laughs> uh, you know, you know. Uh, th- there's so many Uriases and and Smiths and everybody. Anyway, this uh, go five innings, one hit, zero runs for uh, Urias. I believe what was it? Yeah, one, Three hits yeah. and an unearned run against Bueller, and then Scherzer was like two hits in seven and two thirds innings, no runs. The pitching for the Dodgers is absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And their bullpen now, like I said, is, is one of the tops. And that was one that, that was a, a problem area going into the season and earlier in the season. But, you know, this is what the Dodgers do. You know, they're going to have a disappointing 99 win season. I know. And, and the other thing about them is that, you know, they also have a, a run differential of plus 223, which yeah. is far and away the best in, in all of baseball. And I'm not even going to try to do the math here, but it's like 60 something runs better than the Giants uh, run differential. It's, it's way above, it's way above Tampa. It's way above Houston. uh, You know, all, all the other teams, the Padres are plus 73, um, you know, which is, which is good, but it's nowhere near, it's nowhere near where the Dodgers are. And, and so that's another reason why the Padres are, are where they are, which is, you know, scrambling uh, for a wild card spot, the second wild card spot in a position where, they are trying to hold off. I guess you maybe if you want to include the Mets, you could say four teams. I don't know. The Mets are five games back in the loss column. They've got four. They've got to pass four teams. I'm not sure that you really that they you could throw them in there or or not. The Cardinals you can throw in because they're three back in the loss column and they have three games against the Padres, so that helps them. And the Padres, as we talked about, they have these 16 games left against. Giants and the Dodgers. The other games are against the Braves and the Cardinals, who are in their own in their own battles. are are good teams in their own right, and the Padres have to play the next ten on the road. With you know, without a break, they are made sure to look this up: thirty and thirty-four on the road this year, as opposed to forty-four and thirty-one at uh, at Petco. So again, it's. Uh, it, you know, they're not in an enviable, enviable position. It doesn't mean the season's over. It doesn't mean they can't do it. But we're going to have to see more from them, I think, than we've seen certainly in the last month. Um, you know, they're going to have to play more like they did in the first the first 53 games of the of the season, you know, when they got out to the 34-19 start. And, you know, since then, they've been under 500. So they need to play better. I, we've said it for a long time. They do. And, they're you know... It can come a lot of different ways. So th- this team could mm-hmm. explode for – they did. They they uh, they beat Julio Arias earlier in the season back in June when they were doing such things. I think it was six runs in, in four innings. It was like a big yeah, inning so against him. They, they, yeah, they hit him pretty hard that night. Uh, and, and one of his three losses. Or, you know, Jake Cronenworth, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis uh, getting timely hits. Uh, you know, there, there's lots of different ways you can do it, but you – you got to do it. 
And it's, it's absolutely remarkable. You're right about last night. You know, there's a couple things with these Padres that have become almost like givens. One was when Blake Snell lost the no hitter on a two RBI single, I would have bet a lot the Padres were going to lose because yeah. it was the seventh inning and they were down 2-0. Um, they had the top of the order coming up. Oh, well, I mean, you know, what have those guys done really yeah. uh, on, on a consistent basis? And look, Manny Machado's on a 10-game hitting streak. Um, he's not seeing a lot of pitches to hit, and and I feel like he's been actually hitting maybe a, a, as well as he has all season. He's just not seeing a lot to hit because no one's hitting around him. Now Jake Cronenworth's getting hot, um, you know, you're never going to go too long without Tatis doing something uh, special. But the top of the order, it's not – this is no longer a dangerous offense. And the other thing you can bet on is if they have a big inning, three, four, eight runs, you know, ah, that's probably all they're scoring for the night. Um, and and, and well, that's the, not to be, like, caustic. It's kind of just what it is. His numbers are still good, but they're not, like, Tatis-like in a in a sense. I mean, his OPS is under 1,000, which is like oh, – Okay, it's nine ninety four, but but still, it just feels like feels like he should be doing more than he is. If that makes sense, let's talk even about as, that. Even for as much as he's doing, and I do think that that Machado seems to have been. They've pitched a lot of people have pitched around Machado lately. Yeah, even though Tatis has been hitting behind him. Yeah, uh, sometimes I think that it switches around, but even when he's been behind him, you know, Cronenworth was was bad for what probably ten games, something like that. But he snapped it with the home run on Sunday, and then he's had, a, uh, I think, a couple of two-hit games since then. He seems to be, you know, back in his on his game a little bit, a little bit more. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot else. I mean, there, there's, like I said, there's hits here and there. But you just look at these last few games, and there just hasn't been a whole lot. I mean, Hosmer had a big hit on Sunday. That was it. Frazier had a couple of hits last night. That's been it. That you know, that's really all. Now the Dodgers have some of their own offensive issues. You know, Bell, it's incredible what's happened to Bellinger. I, I, every time I look at his numbers, I can't believe they're even real. Um, but, you know, they've still got at the top of their order, they can throw guys like, you know, Mookie Betts, Max Muncie, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, um, um, uh, Chris Taylor, Corey Seager. Uh, you know, that's pretty good to throw at you there. So uh, we'll see. They have not done well against Snell. Um as we know, Snell's made four starts against the Dodgers this year, and he's pitched 23 innings and allowed only five earned runs. Uh, only one of those games was in L.A., and and obviously since they've only been there once, we know the problems Snell has had on the road, although it's been better lately. But um, he's also not pitched well, and the Padres' record during the day has not been great. And Blake Snell hasn't pitched great during the day. I don't he know if there's, like anything, to, he yeah, if there's like anything to it. He did. It's, it's funny, the one – he did pitch well against them, the Dodgers, in the first time he faced him here this year, which was an afternoon game. But, uh, but yeah, he has not been a good pitcher in the afternoon, and, and he's the only way to pitch him against the Dodgers in this series was to throw him on on Sunday afternoon. He's a big comfort guy, uh, if you've mm-hmm. ever listened to him uh, or read about him. And early in the year, there were a lot of things that he wasn't comfortable with. Uh, you know, he does like Petco Park, and he doesn't, you know, there were some other parks he didn't like. He doesn't like day games. He doesn't like pitching, uh, you know, after an off day because it, it rests up your routine. And early in the season, it, it was kind of getting to him, right? When things aren't going well, then all those things seem bigger. He seems yeah. to have put those things behind him. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and said, I remember him saying, actually, 
you know, I, that's it. I, I got to stop making excuses and, and, um, and, you know, kudos to him. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, hopefully for the Padres, the fact that he's been different in so many ways since the beginning of August means that some of these uh, splits don't, uh, you know, aren't, aren't a big factor right now. Um, but, you know, I don't know that you also can count on him to have a 185 ERA over his next four starts either, uh, you know, against these teams. Yeah, I mean, kind of what you need, <laughs> right? I mean, he'll, he'll pitch Sunday against the Dodgers, and that would line him up to pitch the opener in St. Louis on uh, on Friday. We, we won't see him in uh, in San Francisco, but then he would then he would pitch against San Francisco back here, you know, after this uh, after this road trip. Who has the best deals in the auto game? It's got to be Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the auto all stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition. Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals during the Make This the Summer event today. But, I, you know, I do think this this trip is, I never want to say it's a make or break trip, and I don't know what the magic number is for the Padres in terms of how many games do they need to win on this trip, but, you know, it, it feels like, I, I don't know, to me, it feels like if they could break even, I, can you really expect them to do better than break even on this trip? And if they really- do, what does that mean? Uh, you know, what that means for the wild card depends a lot on what happens with the with the Reds, who are two losses behind, as I mentioned, and the Phillies and the Cardinals, who are both three three losses behind. So I, I don't know, but uh, you know, it's like we talked about before. It's why, why we enjoy watching the games. Cause you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. There's nothing to say. The Padres can't go seven and three besides everything that we just talked about for the last 21 <laughs> minutes. But uh, you know, the, but uh, I've thought about that is six and four. You know, what if one of these teams really does get hot? The Reds don't seem in any hurry because they could have gotten <laughs> hot against yeah. some of these teams they're playing and, and, and left the Padres behind a little bit, but uh, that hasn't happened. And the reality is, you know, the Phillies uh, and the, the Reds and the Cardinals have had the opportunity uh and haven't done it. We've talked about the easier schedules they have. Well, they've had those schedules because they're in those divisions for the season and they right. haven't done very right. well. So, you know, here we are. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, don't the know. Philly, the, the Phillies are 71 and 68. The Cardinals are 70 and 68. I mean, that, how much can you, how much can they expect to suddenly get hot? But it does happen. I mean, the, the Padres can get hot. And I mean, we've seen it before. We saw, I mean, look at what the Rockies did that one year. I mean, you, you never know what's going to happen and who's going to get hot. The Padres, but the, it does feel like, you know, the Padres can't afford, let's say, a three Four and seven six. trip. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. No, you can't afford a three and seven, probably. Uh, that said, they'll go three and seven and be one up by the end of this trip. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the one last thing, Jay, and it was uh, the other news out of the. Uh, two-game series, uh, the Angels, and that was Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, I want. I'll start here with what you said. He doesn't look Tatis-like. That may just be for the first time, really. He doesn't look Tatis-like. Over. I mean, honestly, this would be the first time in a three-week period that he doesn't look Tatis-like. Maybe one week before, maybe a week and a half, but three weeks—it's a long right. time. One of the things that will determine whether he has surgery is how he finishes and how he finishes while wearing the harness that restricts his motion. And he says he doesn't want to have surgery, but he hates the harness and he's not performing well in the harness. 
Now, right. I can't tell you definitively that those things go together, but it's certainly something that they'll be talking about. So this idea that he wouldn't have surgery because he doesn't want to have surgery, at some point, there will be some talking that says, hey, you want to be the player that you've been. You want to not have to worry. You want to play shortstop. Yeah. You're going to have to yeah. have surgery. There aren't um, a lot of people he, who want to have surgery. I mean, right. I, I think that normally the, the idea most people would prefer to avoid surgery whenever possible. But sometimes you have no choice. And, and as you said, he's in a position where he's very young. I'm, I'm sure the thought of surgery is is, is scary, as, um, as it would be to most people. But if he's going to be the player that he was and that they everybody expects him to be and he expects himself to be, then maybe he can't avoid it and maybe he does need to just get this taken care of you know, once and for all at, at his age now and and not have to deal with this over the next however many years. Yeah. And let's remember that he's 22 years old. And, you know, a lot of times we uh, people assign like when a player says something, oh, well, that was from the mouth of God. Well, the kid's 22 years old. He said he's not having right. surgery. That doesn't mean he's not having surgery. Uh, right. Uh, right. You know, so I that's something to, to, to watch. Just. I think he's going to stay healthy. I think this harness is 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 really helping. You even saw last night. You he could have caught that triple. I think he was very away. That's Fernando Tatis Jr. out there. I know. I'm okay. not saying it was a gimme. I'm saying yeah. that it was clear he was very aware of the wall to yes. the point that he turned his right shoulder into it he when did. he, he did. went up against it. There was a. There if he tried a, to catch it, he would not have been able to do that. And there was another catch there, another uh, possible catch, I think maybe against the Dodgers, that very aware of the wall, and they have told him that. They have said, sac- basically, if you got to sacrifice the catch, <laughs> dude, we need right. you to bat four times a night. Right. Um, right. And, and you can't go on playing like that. Uh, you just, you can't. And, 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 and there is some acknowledgement that it's bleeding over. Well, the offense is bleeding into the defense. The defense is bleeding into the offense. You got to let Fernando Tatis Jr. be Fernando Tatis Jr. at some point, and probably surgery is is the way that that's going to happen. Uh, but that's just you know in addition, obviously we got the pennant race here, but but also the Fernando Tatis watch it toward the end of the season for for a lot of reasons, uh, MVP race, uh, his health, uh, that sort of thing. All right, Jay, you got anything else before this big series? No, I'm good. I'm looking forward to it. All right, I got to write about Joe Musgrove. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh,